0: John Chapman.
1: What is going on, faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. It's Labor Day here in the States. And man, what a great time to talk 49ers football. Um, got a great show planned, a little too in-depth. Went down a couple rabbit holes. Gonna share everything that I got. We got some questions from the audience, but I think if you listen to our last episode, I wanted to do a full show focused on positives and really, really good things that are going on and things to be excited about for the 49ers. And I think there are a lot of those. And we're going to share some new things that have come to development. Practice today, the bonus practice that the 49ers had today. We get some more good news. However, um, it's sad I have to put this disclaimer up there, but I'm going to be honest with you. I put on my calendar. (laughs) I put on my calendar. I'm not going to take part of the Bosa speculation. I've stayed away. I've stayed away until today. I had on there. Like, I think they're going to get it together. I think cooler heads will prevail. That they'll do what's best for the organization and the team, talking about both sides. That has not happened. So my calendar told me I finally get to talk about the Bosa thing because, again, I don't like putting negative stuff out there. I really don't. I, I do believe in criticism, and I'm going to be critical today um so the second part of the show i'm just telling you we're going to dive into the bosa thing we've got the poll up on the youtube uh the live feed what do you think is going to happen with this bosa situation week one and i'm going to dive in to worst possible situation most probable situation the financials all those different things we're going to try to add some context to it and have a legitimate adult conversation about a very difficult topic um then after that, we're going to get into some salary cap issues, which I think do have to kind of play into this whole Bosa thing. But let's start off with the amazing people that are with us today. Uh live. And whether you're listening to this later, this is episode 946 of the 49ers Rush podcast, which is awesome. Um, and I love all the hashtag CCs. What's up, Dave? How we doing? Countdown crew Royce. Awesome, awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thank y'all so much. And I got to throw this out there again. Whenever a Nick Bosa does sign, we are giving away a jersey. Um, but we thought that was going to be months ago, and it just keeps on going. Look at this. Soundgrip says we're getting the sixth this year. I really think it's possible. I do. Um, it does seem like there is a lot flowing against us. We're kind of paddling upstream right now. But at the end of the day, this roster is still freaking solid. What's up, Tim? How we doing, man? What's up, Grant Ace? Appreciate you guys. Members for a while here. Great way to support the show. Fired Up Niners says 15-2. and Love all the hashtag CCs. Appreciate you guys. And if you haven't clicked like on the video yet, please do so. What's up, Frank? How we doing, man? Uh, Frank was a good friend that I got to hang out with a couple times at some of these 49ers rush parties. Hopefully we get to hang out again this year. Um, That's going to be awesome. Man, hashtag CCs are killing it today. Really, really appreciate everybody supporting the show. We've got a good audience to start, so let's go. Let's get down to it because here we go. Let's start with practice today. Now, throughout the entire season, here's the order of operations for 49ers when in-season starts. Okay, You play Sunday. Usually you travel back home, whatever else. Get together with your position coaches. You watch film. You go through things. You check your body. You get a light workout in. Get all the lactic acid out of your system so you're not as sore. The recovery process can begin. All those things, right? Tuesdays, positional meetings again. Again, kind of going through some workouts, lifting weights, things like that. Wednesday is your first full practice and usually the longest practice of the week where you prepare for the upcoming week. Wednesday, biggest practice. Thursday, second biggest practice. Friday, light work. Saturday, walk through usually in the team hotel, meeting rooms, things like that. Then you play your game. Now, the Niners are coming off of, and the entire NFL is, a mini bye week. The Niners had not one, not two, but three consecutive days off of practice until today. Today was the first day back on Labor Day of all days. And so the Niners practiced today. You know, we've been getting all of these practice reports, who's in, who's out, who's in, who's out. Well, we got a new one. So we're going to start with the good. We're going to finish this segment here with the players who are not practicing and what that means. Okay. best news of the day. This again, if you are one of those people that's just like, I just need positivity right now and nothing else. I got you. (laughs) I got you. Best news of the day. Shout out to Matt Barrows of The Athletic. Uh, By far uh, one of my favorite beat writers out there. He does a hell of a job. Talano Hufunga is back fully. That is gigantic. I, I keep screaming. Fred Warner and Talano Hufunga are the two most important 49ers on the defensive side of the ball until Bosa comes back. Those two are going to have to hold down the fort both of which are all pro players last year, just like Bosa was obviously. And to, to be more fitting, you look at what they did in the preseason and training camp, it matches that. So to get who out there, you used a little bit of precautionary time off, take some time off with that knee issue that he has with the, I don't even like getting into the terms cause it's gross, but the, the fluid behind his knee and whatever else. And yeah, Having Talanoa Hufung out there is gigantic, especially this week. I'm wearing my Hufunga jersey to the game out of Pittsburgh. I'm so excited about that. Dre Greenlaw. This is just a John Chapman re-energizing players coming back. Dre Greenlaw is my favorite player on the team. Number 5'7", he's incredible. He's been going through stuff. He had the thumb surgery for minicamp, missed a lot of that. Had some issues with the hamstring, I think it was, during – training camp and all that stuff and just slowly bringing him back slowly bringing him back he's back now and that's huge because if we look at these two players okay the safety and the number two linebacker the guys that are their partners in crime not getting to practice today there was no Tayshawn gibson at practice none I was expecting him to be back. He was out almost the entire training camp, the entire preseason, which he's a vet. So it's difficult to kind of gauge what that looks like when those types of players miss because is he just getting the vet treatment? Turns out no. Um, Turns out no. Now, also, let me just add this in there. As I went through the weekly practice, Wednesday is the gigantic day. So technically, the Niners could still be in kind of precautionary stage, right? You got a couple starters back. That's great. But let me just go through real quick a list of the players who did not practice today. Then I'm going to go through in a little bit more detail with each one of them. No George Kittle, no Tayshawn Gibson, no Jordan Mason, no Oren Burks, no Ray Ray McLeod. That's five guys out, okay? Now, of those five, George Kittle's the most important. No doubt about that. Like, it's George Kittle... Than everybody else. Everybody else. It's a it's a whole nother thing. Why is George Kittle so important? George Kittle changes the run game, the pass game, everything. He stresses the linebackers, which is the number one matchup that the 49ers have in their favor is the 49ers offense versus the Philadelphia. Or sorry, the Philadelphia, the Steelers defense and their linebackers. That is the quote unquote weakness of their defense. And if you pull kittle out of that those linebackers now just get a you know just relax a little bit you still got to mess with cmc still got to mess with Debo, still got to mess with kyle use check but kittle changes it all he is the final piece so damn important and so you know my thing has been you know kittle's the one that i was watching that i was just kind of scared of might not be active wednesday's key but remember, you go back to the 53-man roster, we kept four tight ends. Kittle, Charlie Warner, Roz duct Twelly, Dwelly, and then the rookie, Braden Willis. Then we added another veteran tight end, Troy Fumagalli, to the practice squad. Would not shock me in the least if you healthy scratch Braden Willis, elevate Troy Fumagalli, and you've got not one, not two, but three veteran tight ends to kind of take up that slack for Kittle. So... Kittle watches in full effect. I know everybody's talking about Bosa. We're going to do that. We're going to talk Bosa talk. But as far as practice reports go, the first name I'm looking for every damn day, George Kittle, George Kittle, George Kittle. Now, can he miss Wednesday and still play? Yes. Can he miss Thursday and still play? Yes. Can he miss Friday and still miss? In the season, yes. I don't think so week one. If it was a divisional game, maybe. It's not. It's an out-of-conference game, right? So whenever you're looking at tiebreakers and all that stuff, the game gets pushed down considerably. But George Kittle watch, that's a big deal. Well, look at Grant Ace And What's Up says Kittle was Brock's favorite target last season. Kittle had 11 touchdowns, uh, career-high, double digits for the first time. Seven of those touchdown receptions came from Brock Purdy whenever he took over from Miami and beyond. Seven. Kittle was unbelievable the last four games of the season. Two touchdowns, two touchdowns, one touchdown. He went off. And so it started to click. That CMC-Kittle kind of triangle. Whew. That is all. We talked about that on the John and Wayne show. Which, let me just real quick, briefly update you on our schedule. Our in-season schedule is a little bit different. Um, So... Monday will be me solo. Usually I'm traveling Monday, so I'll be going live from airports and wherever else. Um, Tuesday, every Tuesday, will be the John and Wayne show at 10 a.m. Wednesday, this is something we're adding this year, which I'm really, really excited about. Shout out to Steph, man. She's one of my favorite people, Steph Sanchez. She is one of my favorite people I've got to know a little bit through uh, this podcast today. Again, this episode 946, right? Like all the events and st- she is incredible, amazing human beings. So Wednesday morning, bright and early, eight a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is the only time you can work it out. It's going to be Steph, me, and Wayne Breezy, which is awesome. Um, Thursday will be our kind of scouting report show. Travel usually on Fridays. We'll 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 get something out on Friday, but we'll be traveling and every like this Friday, <laughs> balling on a budget. I'm flying southwest from <laughs> flying out of Oakland, land in Pittsburgh. But my flight leaves at like 7 a.m. and I get in at like 7 p.m. Uh Just because, again, I'm trying to save as much money traveling as possible. I don't mind spending money on traveling, but I like to spend money on giveaways and, you know, <laughs> alcohol for my friends and things like that. So anyway, well. That's what it is. So scheduling wise, every Tuesday, John and Wayne show 10 a.m. Wednesday, bright and early, 8 a.m. We're going to start the day off right. Um, And if you're downloading this podcast or whatever, then it's just going to come across your, you know, Spotify feed or Apple podcast feed. Very similar to uh, what that is. Oh, no, Uh, Grant, I messed it up. I'm just going to call you GA. He said, reverted back to bad pronunciation. All good. See you in Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, brother. Uh, you can take me out of Texas, but the Texas can't come out of me. It's just what it is. Yeah, the Steph shout-out. She is incredible. 49 carats. If you haven't listened to her show, go do so. 49 carats with a K. She's the best. You're not going to find a better human. Um, it's That's just what it is. And so, yeah, and if you don't get the updates, man, hit the notification bell on YouTube. That is the easiest way to help the show grow. It's this simple. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button. And right next to that subscribe button is the bell. Once you click on that, click all. That way, anytime we go live, you will get notified and you will be able to enter into all of the giveaways that we do for Countdown Crew. And to be honest with you, it is by far the best way to support our channel. Thank you. Hit that subscribe button, turn on all notifications. Now, back to let's get back to these practice reports, Okay. Um, so George Kittle's huge that I would not be shocked at all. If Charlie Warner was our starting tight end with Ross filtered through there and a little bit of Fumagalli wouldn't be shocked at all. Not what I want, not what I'm wanting. Um, so, uh, yeah, right here. Charlie says, John thought Tommy was talking about different. I, I was, I apologize for that. If I missed it, that's on me. And I apologize now. Another player that's out that I think is huge, and that's Tayshawn Gibson. We talked about getting Huff back, and this is why having Huff back is such a big damn deal, because he might be next to somebody new. You know, Odom practiced this week for his first time not in a blue contact jersey. You've still got Jair Brown, the rookie. Like, who's going to be the starting safety? I don't think the Niners want Odom to be the starting guy. I think Jair Brown would start over him personally, which is crazy week one. To be a r- 1,000% honest, if I knew Tayshon Gibson was out and I don't think the Niners would do this, I would much rather pre- prefer Quantrez Knight being elevated and being that guy over the rookie Jair Brown. That's just my own personal thing. I would prefer that over George Odom by a mile. Don't know what the Niners are going to do. Usually don't like trusting rookies. So my question to you, and I want to throw this up in the chat. I want to see what you guys are going to say. Let's just say hypothetically, Tayshon Gibson can't go. Who do you want starting that safety spot opposite next to Talano Funga? You want Jair Brown the rookie? Do you want George Odom the vet? But good gosh, about as bad safety play as you can get last year. Or would you rather elevate Quantrez Knight? Uh, curious to see kind of how you're going to, I can't put another poll up. You can only do one on YouTube. Sadly, uh, we'll share the results of that poll football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up, whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with prize picks America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the PrizePix app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a
1: 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast.
1: Easier said, done.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
1: Personally, I think that's the safest bet because he knows the system. He's been in the system. He would limit the biggest plays. Might not have the huge splash plays. If you're going for splash plays, Brown's the guy. What's up, Dan? How you doing, man? Um. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see there. Uh, right here, Ed says, no rookie for sure. You're right, John. Not that – and Jair Brown's look good. But if you look at that last preseason game, which we broke down, if you want to go watch that, it's up on the 49ersrush.com, um, and it's up on our Patreon page. Jair Brown gives a big plays in the run game. He's just not there yet. We want Brown, Q Knight, Knight, Q. Ooh, <laughs> look at this. Once upon a reset, a little bit of Fumagali. Sounds like something you might catch at Burning Man. That is a quality comment. Um, hopefully they're all right. I care about all people. Uh, I, I am not going to lie. Sometimes it is somewhat comical, but I don't want anybody to be injured. I don't know. Whatever. Take that for what you want. Let's see here. Uh, As these keep coming out, Logan, I like this. If you don't trust Jair Brown to start week one, I don't trust any rookie ever. And that's a Kyle Shanahan syndrome that I've caught. In, like, uh, cotton? I've caught. I just don't trust rookies early. I just don't do that. Um. I just don't. I, I want them to learn and slowly ease into the process. Not saying I don't want Jair Brown to get snaps. This is first NFL game. You want to put that cat out there against Fryermouth and Najee Harris? George Pickens. I not saying I don't want him to get reps. I don't want him starting. That I don't want one rookie to start. Period. And that would be my MO for almost every single game. Like that That. Their rookie year, I don't want a rookie start in week one. Don't want it. Now, if it's somebody like a Bosa or, you know, whatever, Mike McGlinchey, he started, he played well. Like there's exceptions, but man, I don't know. He's looked good, but he's given up some big plays. And, and that's what I want to limit. That's what I want to limit. Yeah, right here, Knight put Brown in on some place. See yeah, how I love that. Sonia, what's up, man? I'm with you. (laughs) Glock Purdy is reloaded. I do like that one. I do like that. Um, So, yeah, you you can kind of see. I I like what you guys got going. Um, I I like what you're saying there. So we'll see what happens. That's something to monitor. Tayshaun Gibson knows this defense very, very well. I'm not too worried about that. Next up is Oren Burks. Not practicing. This is bad. (laughs) You know, the three linebackers have been Fred Warner. Dre Greenlaw and the stud is Z's Al Shire. He's gone now. Oren Burks was supposed to step into that. Now, he's not out there. That's not good. Who's the starting three? I think they're going to put DFF out there. If, if training camp and preseason tells us anything, it's that that Sam Backer, they don't trust the rookie. Um, not yet. And again, you know, I really like Jalen Graham, and I'm so thankful that they kept him because he showed so many flashes. A lot of bad plays, a lot of very bad plays. I don't think he's ready, so I think DFF has to get the spot. Um, you know, you're looking at the linebackers. D Winners he plays Will. He didn't even play Sam, so he's not even entered into the equation. So it's it's DFF or it's Jalen Graham. I would prefer DFF, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um that is a problem for me. And right here Josh, yeah, he says I hate dff as a backer. I think he's so great in space, but the Sam backer plays in the least amount of space. By definition, and I don't like that at special teams, awesome. j says yeah, it always be DFF. Uh, on the upside, looked better last preseason game he sure as heck did. He sure as heck did. <laughs> Call up Coletto for linebacker, I'm with you, Dan. He never got any of those snaps though, but Yeah, I have to do that. Have to do that. Um, Yeah. So um, let's see here. Now, uh, trade TFF. Not now. Good Lord. He's going to be starting this week if he doesn't come back. Just call up MMB. That would be the best situation. Yeah, that would make me the happiest, but he's gone on the Jets. We missed that chance. We missed it. Um, That hurts. No Jordan Mason. Not too concerned there, to be honest with you. I love Jordan Mason more than most people, he's incredible. But now you've got Elijah Mitchell back. Obviously, CMC's full swing. Elijah Mitchell backing up. TDP as the backup behind that. Not too concerned. Like, that is a great one, two, three. So I'm not rushing Jordan Mason back. He's going to have his time. But Jordan Mason is Elijah Mitchell with a bigger body. They're the exact same running styles. Exact same. Just He's just bigger. So he. it's kind of like, hey, we got Elijah Mitchell this week? Thumbs up. Break case in case of you know, break glass in case of emergency. That's TDP. We're cool with that. TDP is awesome. He's had a great camp. So Mason with his foot, you just chill out, man. We 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 just gonna keep you out. You might even healthy scratch one of them just so you can have three plus Kyle use check. And you got Debo. So you're good there. Not a concern whatsoever there. Allow Mason to heal up because you will need him. You at some point this season. CMC or Elijah Mitchell is going to have issues. It's running backs in the NFL. It's just what it is. Um, Roberto, what's up, man? He says, looking for Braden Willis to get a couple snaps. Hope he's active. I'm just going to be very honest and forthright, and I love Braden Willis. He got zero snaps all of training camp and zero snaps all of preseason with the ones. Never got one snap with him. So I, I think that he is going to be a special teamer only if he is active. Only um but man he was so consistent and I'm sticking to my whole rookie everything. You know, I don't I don't want rookies getting play time on offense or defense early. I don't want them getting the start, but I do want them to get eased in. So I'm with you Roberto, but at the same time I don't think it's going to happen yet. Maybe eventually. Yeah, right here Josh, this hurts. No Kittle allows Mika Fitzpatrick to roam. Don't like that. Don't like that. <laughs> I feel like it's like a Michael Scott, uh, Scott gift. Nope, don't like that. Uh, Ed, he says, John, I can't wait to watch our running backs get going. It's going to be poetry in motion. I'm really excited about week one, guys. I'm very excited. I drafted Christian McCaffrey number one overall in my big money fantasy league. It's happening. I, I don't give a damn. It is happening. Um, now sticking with the players that did not practice Ray, Ray McLeod now easy to be like, Oh no, Ray, Ray McLeod. Well, guess what? This is great news. I can't believe Ray, Ray McLeod didn't go on IR and miss the first four games mandatory. I think that this is the best news because this means they're expecting him back by week three, probably at the earliest. So yeah, I don't think, Ray Ray's playing this week. I don't think he's playing week two, but you're not wasting one of those IR spots and bringing them back. Let them sit out. Usually deactivate a wide receiver anyway. So I'm not too worried about this. Now who's going to be the returners back to my thing. I sure as hell don't want a rookie punt returner. I I think Willie Sneed gets promoted just like we did last year and he'll be the punt returner, but I do want Ronnie Bell to be the kick returner kickoff returner. I think that's a great way to ease him in. I do not ease in, and I've been stamping this one, no rookies on punt return. No. <laughs> I, I just I just can't see it. It's such a stressful position. It's such a hard gig. Um, and if they do put the rookie back there, I hope they just tell him, you fair catch that damn thing. I don't care about anything else. So I'd put Willie Sneed back there and just tell him, look, dude, you get five yards, we're happy. You fair catch it, we're happy. Just don't turn the damn ball over. Kick return, a lot less pressure. New kickoff return rule, shoot, just tell, tell Ronnie Bell to get out there and just call fair catch. You get the ball to 25 every time. That's what I would do. I I don't – hopefully you guys hear this. I'm a former coach, coach for a decade, right? Uh, head coach, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, whatever. You, I, I've done it all. I don't like to lose games. I don't like to. I want to win games. And, and I would tell my players, look, you're not going to win the game in one play. That's not how NFL, uh, that's not how football works. But you sure as hell can lose the game in one play. And things like fumble punt returns and kickoff returns and safe rookie safeties blowing, you know, a field drill, and they're the alley player, and you, you don't feel correctly. That's Jalen Brown's number one weakness. You go back to his college tape. I'm sorry, Jair Brown. Like So again, I'm trying to minimize giant mistakes that will shift the game because the 49ers are a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers, even without Nick Bosa. They're better. They just are. So I want to limit all of the huge negatives that can take place with rookies and whatever else. I want to limit those things. And allow my stars, Fred Warner, Talano Hufunga, Javon Hargrave, Charvarius Ward, right? Christian McCaffrey, Debo Ayuk. I want them. You do you. You've proven that. You have the resume. All you others, <laughs> we call them AYOs. <laughs> we never called them that to their face. But in practice, we'd say, like, all right, who's got AYOs? Like, we're doing special teams, drill, whatever, work with these guys. You got them. They're not a kicker, snapper, punter, returner. You go with coach so-and-so, and he's going to help you out, and you are going to work on fundamentals. AYOs, let your stars be stars is what I'm trying to say. Limit your rookies from the downside that they can bring Super Bowl-quality roster. Don't let them ruin it. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Now, speaking of uh, <laughs> uh, rookies and who can ruin it, good news. Good news. Jake Moody, the third round kicker, second highest kicker drafted in the past decade in the NFL. He was kicking off to the side, um, kind of 3 force kicks is the way that it was explained by Barrows and Mayoko. 33 yarders, which is the extra point length. And just short kicks, not long kicks. You know, he strained his quad, um, all that kind of stuff going on, whatever. The fact that he is out there kicking is huge, um, even if it's just whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> now here is one of the things that I think is important. I really want Moody to kick. I want Mitch Wisnowski to handle punts and kickoffs this week, but I want Jake Moody out there. I do not want to call up right from the practice squad who they just signed released running back. Brian Hill from the practice squad brought the extra kicker in there. That's a maybe, but no, I want Jake Moody out there. Even if he can only kick a 40 yard field goal. That's just what I want. So kicking off to the side, that's what's been going on. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Thank you, Joe Mama. I appreciate the seriousness in your title. That's nonsense. You can't win a game of one play, but you can lose a game of one play. That's some BS a coach would say. Yep, it is. and That's exactly what I would say. But I think it's important. You try to do too much, bad things happen. You do your job and a little bit more, that's okay. But like you get these guys that just try to do too much. And I think bad things happen. Um, that's just me. I'm right, refreshing everything just to see if there's any updates. There are not. Sadly, that's okay. Now, that's our practice report. What we got, what we don't got. Now it is time. Ah, here we go. We are gonna move on to our Nick Bosa talk. But before we do, hopefully you're betting with us, guys. Time to make the week even better. Betting with mybookie.ag gives you all the entertainment that you could ever want added onto watching your 49ers play. So here's what you do. You go to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, or you can just highlight this little QR code next to me or the link in this description of this video or podcast, and when you sign up, this is awesome. They have a 10% cash bonus. So, anything that you deposit, a minimum of $45, 10% of your first deposit comes with a one time rollover. You're not going to find better odds than that anywhere in the betting industry. So, head over there, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, my amazing individuals. All right, let's talk some Nick Bosa, okay? Um, now, I put up a poll. And this is at the top if you're watching this live. And if you're not, you can just click on uh, see the live chat replay and you can scroll to the top and you can see it. I asked this simple question, and this is how I kind of want to frame everything. Will Nick Bosa play week one? I gave three options. One, yes. Two, yes, but on a snap count limit. Three, no. 39% said no on the the live YouTube currently, just up to 40. There we go. We got about 250 votes on the live show. Um, Yes was at 35%. Yes, but on a Snapchat limit, 25%, which I think is interesting. So over half of you guys think that Nick Bosa is still playing this week. Eh, (laughs) Josh, he does not hold back. I love Josh. He's a 0% chance he plays. Um, I am not on the trade Bosa bandwagon. I am not on that at all. Um, Now, Greg is, he says, Watt signed, talking about TJ, last minute and was able to put up two sets. I think he had like five pressures, two sacks, uh, maybe five quarterback hits. The difference was Watt was with his team the whole training camp, the whole preseason. He wasn't practicing fully, but he was with the team. So that's a little bit different. I want Bosa to play. There is no doubt I want him out there, and it's not even close. Ed says, message to John and Kyle, just get him signed if you want to win. Shake my head. It's frustrating, man. It It is very frustrating. Now, here's why I went on this whole thing. I got an email from Donna M., shout out Donna, she says, John, can you explain the worst case scenario with Bosa on your show? Um, what will happen if they can't agree? Okay. So it's always like, you know what? I set it aside. And again, I've had on my calendar for about t- three weeks now, two and a half weeks. I'm not talking about Bosa until this day when the practices start for week one. Here we are. So I'm going to let you guys know, I want to make some of you mad. Not because i'm trying to you know rile emotion and whatever else like i was hoping this show would never happen but it's happening. i'm gonna probably say some things that people disagree with and that's okay disagreements are a good thing stick with me allow us to hear your opinion let's have a conversation okay so i think the worst case situation happening i don't think is likely but i've been saying that this whole damn time is what chris jones is threatening and it's not just Nick Bosa, and it's not just Chris Jones anymore. You have to add Brian Burns, the Carolina Panthers star, pass rusher who was in the Bosa class as well. He is not showing up for practices. He's been at training camp. He's been at preseason. But now that it's time to prepare for week one, he pulled himself out of practice. He was holding in, so different than Chris Jones and Bosa, but he ain't playing. Panthers came out and said, we ain't paying him a new contract, so if he don't show up, he don't play. That's what it is. So I think that the worst-case situation is similar to what Chris Jones is threatening with the Chiefs. Somebody asked him on Twitter, just point blank, how long are you going to be sitting out? Chris Jones said, I will sit out until week eight. The person responded, that's going to be a hefty tab, tab to which Chris Jones responded, quote, I can afford it, end quote. That's the worst. Now, why can it not be worse than that? The NFL CBA, I don't think that this is going to happen, by the way, Um, but that's okay. I don't think that this is what's going to happen. I'm just saying this is the worst possible situation that's out there. The CBA says you have to play in six, one, two, three, four, five, six games in a given year for it to be counted as an accrued season which means it lapses a year on your contract. If you play in less than that, then guess what? Nick Bosa's contract will not move forward. He will be in the exact same situation as this next year on his fifth-year option. Chris Jones will be in the exact same situation as his contract is this year. Brian Burns will be in the exact same contract situation as this year. Every CBA gets harsher and harsher on... People that sit out. The NFL owners hate this more than anything, Uh, almost as much as the damn fans do, because it drives me up the damn wall. So you come back after week eight, how many, you know, you miss the first eight games, right? How many games are there in a season? 17. That gives you nine games to play six games. So if you do get injured and you miss two or three weeks, you can still get that accrued season. That's why week eight or after week eight, That's why they're circling. They're saying, look, I just got to play six games this year. If I play six games. My contract goes into the next year, whatever that looks like. Okay, so I think that's the worst case. We're going to jump into some more stuff here in a second. We got a super chat. What's up? TTV, thank you uh, for your generosity and support in the show. Love from Rhode Island. What's up, man? So upset I can't make Pittsburgh, but I will make a rush. Road trip next season. By the way, Bosa will sign. Take over Pittsburgh, baby. I love it, man. I love it. Shout out to Rhode Island. Thank you, TTV. Really appreciate you. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have a blast, man, Pittsburgh. Uh, I've been working nonstop, just getting everything ready. You know, we're taking over for the official 49ers invasion. We booked the largest facility we could find, and (laughs) the official 49ers just announced their party from 10 to 2. Uh, at McFadden's, the same place we're going to be having it in Pittsburgh. So we're going to be there helping to support them and the community and the chapters and all that stuff. And then at 2 o'clock, the facility becomes ours, and then we throw our party. So we're extending the time of our huge party that we're throwing. The amount of people we have registered to come is absolutely off the wall, and I'm so excited. So uh, we're giving away a record number of giveaway stuff, autographed jerseys, all kinds of, it's going to be incredible. So we had to, essentially, we were planning for a, a three and a half to four hour party. Now we're going two to nine. So we went from three and a half to four hours to seven, which means more content, more trivia, more competitions. If you've never been to one of our parties, we always have a good time. Now, if you want to join us, just go to 49ers rush road um, You can see all the details, get your tickets there and all that kind of stuff. And it just, let me say this. When we throw these parties, yes, it costs money for us to do so, to rent out venues. I'm not the 49ers, I don't have that budget that they have. I want to, uh, but we are very far behind that now, so we do have to charge because, again, uh, yeah, my bank account is not – I'm not negotiating with Bosa currently. I'll say it that way. But hopefully you get to come out with us. So we're going to be out at McFadden's from 2 to 9 p.m college football on giveaways competitions building the community all those amazing things the amount of giveaways good gosh autographed jerseys shirts towels uh, made a whole bunch of custom red towels to you know for everybody to spin at the game uh take on the terrible towel all that stuff and then we have our tailgate the next day which this is going to probably sell out With the numbers that we have right now, I want to make sure everybody has a great time. But we still do have some tickets available. 49ersrushroadtrip.com. We're three miles north of the stadium. Uh, Here's a show of the map. It's less than a one-mile walk. We're going to be walking it together into the stadium, having a great time. Then after the game, we're going back to McFadden's where we threw the party the night before for an after-party to celebrate the big victory. So, um, And if you can't make it out this week, that's okay. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We got 12 games this year, baby. 12 games, including our first home one. Week three is going to be a Thursday tailgate in blue lot one. Still looking for a couple more helpers. If you guys want to come out, we're going to have a great party. The wife's coming out to that one. So if you do want to be a helper, you don't have to buy a, um, a ticket. You just got to email me and say, hey, I'd love to come help set up you got to be there three and a half hours before the game time. Setup is where we need the most help. And then uh, we'll put you in charge of something small, whether it's making drinks, helping cook, helping food, helping serve. Unlimited drinks, unlimited food, unlimited liquor, family environment. TVs, DJ, we got it all going. So hopefully you come out and party with us. And if you do want to help and be a part of that, just email us, 49 podcast at gmail.com. Hey, John, I want to help with this tailgate or some of the other tailgates, whichever one. Just let me know. We're always trying to expand the family. Uh, th- th- that's what it is. Now, Ed, I think you bring up a good point. Let's get back to Bosa Talk. Kyle said they're not worried about Bosa being in shape. That's not an issue whatsoever. Uh, Bosa is in shape all the damn time, probably in the best shape of his life and, you know, whatever. We always hear those things, take it for what it is. Now, the difference is football shape. Football shape is rough, and you only get it from hitting people. Now, maybe Bosa's out there practicing and, you know, paying a bunch of people to come out there and hit them and whatever else. I'm going to argue he's not hitting George Kittle and he's not hitting Trent Williams and he's not hitting Kyle Juszczyk and he's not hitting Jordan Mason and he's not hitting those guys. He can pay a lot of money, but he ain't got those guys out there with him. And so do I think he's in, In you know, whatever? Yes, I do. And Ed, right here, Kyle did say they weren't worried about his soft tissue injuries. Also, Bosa always ready to go. Not me, <laughs> but not me, Kyle. Yeah, I'm with you, Ed. So. I think him being around playing football, that's the only way you get ready for football. It really, really is. That's why I think even if he signs now, he's going to be on a snap count limit. Dick Sanders, what's up, man? John, love the things to be happy about video. Love your positivity. Do you still think Kittle will play week one? I'd say 60% yes, but that again, those numbers are getting down lower and lower and lower. So I'd say 60% Kittle plays right now. We get to Wednesday and he doesn't practice, I'm dropping down to 30%. So we're in this window. Hopefully Kittle's out there tomorrow or Wednesday. If he practices Wednesday, I think we're good. Um, And so we'll see. Thank you also for the huge connection and for the support for the show. Thank you. You are incredible. Thank you, Mr. Sanders. Now, let's get to another question from Twitter. This is from Robert B. Thank you, brother. He says, Bosa's going to sign this week. If he doesn't, that would mean missing up to $2 million paycheck for missing the first week. So this is kind of a gray area for Nick Bosa because his game checks are 992000 Sorry, I'll give you the full figure. 992000 No, yeah, yeah, there we go. So 992166 So that's the total he would miss. So just a shade under a $1 million for every single game check That he loses. So yeah. It's 1 million. Now the 49ers have waived. All of his fees. $40,000 for every day he was in that training camp. Plus they could have docked him. One full game check for every preseason game. They could have docked him 3 million. Now because he's still on his rookie deal. The Niners have chosen to waive those. They're not going to waive these missed game checks. I I don't believe so. I don't think that you can waive those things. His contract's fully guaranteed. Now, I told you at the start of the show, I was going to say things that a lot of you disagree with. So here we go. And I'm sorry if I offend somebody. I'm not trying to. Whenever I talk player contracts, I side with the player 99% of the time. Generational wealth, they're the ones whose body go through everything, all those things. 99% of the time. Now, the 49ers and Nick Bosa have chosen keep this 100% private, okay? So, let me just say this. I don't know the numbers. I don't know if the Niners are on them. I don't know if Bosa's holding out for $40 million a year, which would be insane. I don't know those things. So, here is where I am. I hold the 49ers and Nick Bosa accountable for where they are currently. And they both, both sides have completely failed this entire negotiation. Yes, I am holding Nick Bosa and his representation responsible completely. Are the 49ers off the hook? No, I don't believe so. But here are the things that we know for sure. The 49ers have not been on the cheap side of contracts. Are they on the cheap side of guarantees? Yes. But you look at every single damn situation, That we have had. They paid Jimmy G top tier money. One of the highest paid quarterbacks after five damn games. Fred Warner. Kyle Juszczyk. George Kittle. Trent Williams. CMC. Debo. Every damn one of them were like the top paid guy in the damn NFL at their position. So you mean to tell me now they're at the point where they're like, you know what, let's play hardball? I don't understand that. Now, obviously, there is a gap between what Bosa wants and what the Niners want to do. There's no doubt about it. That's 100% factual. But I'm telling you this. You look at what Nick Bosa is making now, what he's making, and this I'm not making the whole argument of, oh, teacher salary, what and I'm a former teacher. No, that's bullshit argument, and I hate when people go there, whatever else. I'm talking about the money you are currently getting paid versus your own profession. Nick Bosa is getting $17.9 million guaranteed fully this year. If John Nicholas John Bosa, there we go, I'm using my Sherman voice, goes out and plays this entire season, all of it, he gets $17.9 million. It's, it's guaranteed. Now, I understand he's up for the biggest contract of his life. And I'm not saying that he should take less. I'm not saying any of those things. But here's what I am telling you this dude, if you look at how much he's making versus every other edge, he is the sixth highest paid edge player in the NFL under the current contract, under this deal. So it's not like. You guys – okay, here we go. Let me – do y'all remember – this is completely different, and, you know, the similarities don't all match up. Do y'all remember Raheem Mostert? Y'all remember Raheem Mostert? Do y'all remember what happened whenever he said he wants a, a new contract? Do you understand Raheem Mostert held out of training camp for one week over less than a million dollars. It was like $900,000 a year. He wasn't even asking for more money. He just wanted to be guaranteed more. And this fan base, not everybody, probably not most of the people watching, sure as hell not me, trade that bum. I hate him. He was nothing. And they just went after Raheem Moster's family. It was awful. Now, again, not you guys. You, you guys aren't part of that group. I understand that. But if you look at Raheem Mostert, that dude made less than like $6 million after seven years of his career at that point, and he was asking for pennies, and everybody roasted his ass. You've got Bosa, the sixth highest-paid edge player in the NFL this year. Guaranteed contract. Not showing up at all, and nobody gives a damn. I didn't want to do this damn show. I didn't want to do it. I said it three weeks ago. If it gets here, I'm doing it. Now I'm doing it. Now. Bosa's not the only problem, but Bosa sure as hell is not somebody that needs to not be criticized here. And I'm sorry if I'm pissing you off. I really, really am. I love you guys. I love this team. I love Nick Bosa, but that doesn't mean he should be apart from criticism. That dude should be 100% criticized because now it's all about him and not the damn team. I'm not saying he needs to take a team-friendly deal. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying this. The team is worse because of this deal not happening. That's on the Niners. That's on Nick Bosa. It's on Nick Bosa and the Niners. It's both and, not either or. Now, if they, if it comes out and the Niners are offering him $31 million a year, then yeah, that's on the team and Nick Bosa should hold out. But here's the deal. He chose to keep all this private. Awesome. Well, then guess what? This is what you get because we're sitting here in the dark, and all we can see is our team is worse because of your actions. Niners are responsible. Bosa is responsible. This is Michael Crabtree territory for me, and it affects the way in which I see this man. It really, really does. Do I hope Nick Bosa signs, and I hope all of this is for not. And I freaking – the dude's incredible. He's the best defensive player in the NFL. I have two Nick Bosa jerseys. I have Nick Bosa autographed jerseys I've spent a ridiculous amount of money on just so I can give it away to you people. This is a problem. This is a problem. Bosa will have made, if he just played out this contract, $51.5 million in five years. It's not like he's poorly paid. Sixth highest paid edge player in the NFL. This year, the contract that he currently has, I don't know, man. And so, I get that not everybody agrees with me. I get that. But at the end of the day, this team is suffering because of your actions. Period. That's all there is to it. And I think that's a problem, and I think everybody's giving them a pass. I don't think Wayne Breezy has been. Wayne Breezy's been very honest. I don't listen to a lot of the other shows. I'm sure there's other people too. Niners need criticism. Yes, and they're receiving it, and they should continue to receive criticism. But I'm telling you right now, I don't know why the hell Nick Bosa gets a pass on this. And I gave him three weeks. I set my alarm three weeks ago and said, if we get here, then I'm going to do it. But I didn't want to do this. I I don't want to talk about this, but... Yeah, I never liked Crabtree. I can't stand that dude. One, a- again, my bias was brought into that, being a Longhorn, Texas Longhorn. Like, So I hated him anyway. But I coached in Dallas, and I met the dude. And literally the worst person I ever met. And I saw whatever he got drafted to our team, which was a crazy value. And I loved the pick when we drafted him 10th overall. And then he held out of a rookie slotted contract deal. Hell no. No, he talks all that trash against the Niners now. Screw Michael Crabtree, man. Can't stand that dude. No, he's not a good dude. Or at least it wasn't. I hope he changed, and I hope he's a great guy, and I hope wonderful things for him. I don't want ill will against anybody. That's all I'm saying at all. I'm just telling you, whenever somebody says Michael Crabtree, I get pissed off. Just because I don't like you doesn't mean I want bad things to happen to you. Now, I love John Bo- uh, Nicholas John Bosa. I do. He's brought me so many happy memories in my short time of him being on my team. But damn it, this is your fault. It's your fault. It's yours. Fix it. At any point, you can fix it. And if it's not your fault, then guess what you do? You come out and you say, this is what they're offering me. That's all you got to do. Now, I understand they have a gentleman's agreement to say, oh, we're going to keep it private. (laughs) I don't care. Now it's my team. And, yeah, I say my team because my money goes to support all this damn thing. And I travel and I fly to and I do all these things. My team. Yes, mine. So... Fix it. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And outside of that, like, I will wear a Nick Bosa jersey week two. I'm wearing my Hufunga jersey week one because the Palomalu thing and the Mika Fitzpatrick. So that's week one. Week two, I would love nothing more than to wear my 97 jersey and to show up and chair like crazy when he is out there. But we can't do that because you're not signed under a deal despite being the sixth highest paid edge in the NFL currently. Mm. All right. I apologize for that. Um, I love Nick Bosa, man. I freaking love that dude. He's the best there is. He's the best there is. Just get in the damn team, man. Go be with the team. And if your deal ain't done, guess what? Report and play. Sixth highest paid edge player in the NFL. Niners get the damn job done. I don't care what you got to do. There's no reason to not have this damn deal done. None. Your team is worse because of it. It's worse, and it shouldn't be. Now, if you like the show, sorry, we usually don't do stuff like that. But if you do like the show and if you want to support the show, guess what? This is the best way to do it. I am so excited to announce our new platform launched, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes on. Now, you want Football 101, you want to learn Scheme? Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the 49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus, we got a seven day free trial. So. All right. I'm liking these comments. Uh, (laughs) I appreciate you guys. You guys are incredible. Ed says, preach. Uh, We're getting a lot of different things. It's uh, some different takes. But, you know, I just, I'm passionate about this team, you know. And uh, for people that don't know me or understand my background, I fought pretty damn hard to get this job and to create this opportunity. And a lot of it's been the support of wonderful, wonderful people like you, And so I I don't like to be negative at all because I want to create a healthy environment and a positive trajectory for fandom. Everything that we do here at the 49ers Rush Podcast, building a positive community and increasing people's fan experience. That's what we want to do. And so sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes you get fired up. Thank you. (laughs) The fired up Niners. Look at this comment. His name's Fired Up Niners. Jaw justified his anger very well. Okay, cool. And... That doesn't mean I don't love this team. Doesn't mean I don't love Shanahan or Paragmarante, or I think that they should be fired. I don't believe that. Um, I do believe things need to be fixed. Now, looking forward, I thought that this email from M.E., which is an awesome name, um, was very on, on the nose. Uh, he asked this. And this is something I've said for a long time. He says, for years, John, you've mentioned how we are not built like the Rams. The Rams have been a bunch of stars with a bunch of Jags, right? Jags stands for J-A-G, just a guy, uh, which is a very bad connotation to use in the coaching world, uh, but factually correct uh, in this situation. Whenever this Bosa contract gets signed, I feel like we are on the road to becoming more like the Rams, where we have all these stars and a whole bunch of just lower-quality players. So... Awesome question. M-E, not me, is like capital M space, capital E was his his, uh, email address. Here's what I will say. The Niners and the Rams, where they are different, the Niners have collected this amazing talent, all pro talent at every level of offense and every level of defense through drafting and developing. Now, they have added in through trades and free agency, also, more stars, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Javon Hargrave now. So, yeah, three of those. But organically, it's a little bit different because they have drafted and developed Fred Warner, George Kittle, um, I, I mean Nick Bosa, right? Greenlaw. Now you look at Tolonoa Hufunga, Debo, Ayuk. I mean, you go on and on and on, Spencer Burford, like. And I think one of the things that I don't think the Niners planned it to be this way, but when the Niners extend one big player a year, it has created somewhat of an organic kind of conveyor belt of giant cap hits. Now, here's the bad news, and where I will agree with you next year, cap hits. They hit the fan at the same time. So, for example, let's look at this year. If you look at this year, there's three big cap hits. Trent Williams, Eric Armstead, and George Kittle. Huge cap hits this year, right? And so those are big. However, the opposite side of that. Sorry, I had to get a cough drop there. The opposite side of that. Warner has a $9 million cap hit this year. That's great. Debo's $8 million. For a wide receiver, that's bananas. Hargrave, $6 million. Uh, CMC, I think, is at like $3 million. Uh, let me change it. Yeah, yeah, CMC has like a $3 million deal somehow this year. Makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, you know, you extended him. His number gets really, really big next year. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey has a $3.4 million cap hit this year. Brandon Ayute, three point nine. million. Like, the numbers are small. Next year, that's going to – next year's going to be time to get serious about a lot of things. Listen to these cap hits in 2024. Debo 28, Trent 28, those are millions, cap hits. Armstead 25, Warner 24, Kittle 19. That's going to be huge. Now, for the people that keep saying, well, Bosa and Ayuk – well, here's the thing. Cap hits don't trigger until the third year with the way the Niners do it. So the Bosa deal this year doesn't really hurt those numbers next year. The way the Niners do the contracts, it's almost always the same. Low, co- low cap number year one, low cap year number year two, balloon payment year three and four. It's just what they do. So you getting a new deal will actually lower the cap next year because he'll be on the fifth year option. That had dropped down about $7 million. Now, back to the original question, M, about the Rams. Look at what the Rams were. They had two homegrown guys. Two. That's it. They had Cooper Cup and they had Aaron Donald. Now, Cooper Cup had the best wide receiver year ever that year. Aaron Donald was Aaron Donald. Everybody else were mercenaries. The Niners will still have several guys that will not make us Jags. Dre Greenlaw, Tolanohu Funga, right? These guys that are just really, really good players that are on low contracts, Diamador Lenore, there's just guys that are there. So I think that's the difference now, how long that will continue, as long as the 49ers can keep hitting on all these back-end draft picks. When they stop hitting there, that's where that turns over. And you saw what happened to the Rams, right? They won. Oh, we're going to try to compete. Oh, we can't compete because we finally had injuries. The Rams were the healthiest team in the NFL for five consecutive years. Five. Injury bug caught up to them, and they were in contention for the worst pick in the NFL, right? Um, And now we know where they are. They have literally the worst roster. They have the worst roster in the NFL. I would take every single team's roster over the Rams, and it's not close. Yes, they have three very, very good players. They're bad. It's a bad team. Now, McVay's a hell of a coach, and the three good players they do have are incredible, but Arizona Cardinals have a better roster. and if you, if you miss the every week, Wayne and I went through the NFC West and we rated the best linebackers, one, two, three, four out of the NFC West teams. Man, I might have that here. That would be very uh, beneficial if I did. My notes are ridiculously long and and I keep adding on to them throughout the whole preseason. So I'm hoping they'll show up. I don't think they're on here, but the thing that I remember is that when we were rating these guys, one, two, three, and four for every single one, they were just so freaking bad. Um, They were awful in fact. So yeah, we are getting closer to that and that is a legit criticism. Whenever you're talking these contracts, it makes it rough. But there's still so much talent. The Niners have drafted better than anybody. And you can have 100 different shows, national media, talk about first and second round misses and third round misses, and they're right. But what those shows won't also tell you is where the Niners are right and how 30% of first round picks, that's the success rate in the NFL. 30%. Not 50-50. 30%. Three out of ten draft picks in the first round make it to their second contract and get paid at, at, like, a top ten rate. That's it, 30%. Niners are right on par with that, but they're hitting home runs late. They're hitting home runs late. Who's going to be this year? Whew. Yeah, that's where it's going to get interesting. That's where it's going um, to get interesting. Let's get into some questions. Uh, appreciate y'all's patience. Sorry, I'm doing a show uh, solo today. So I apologize if I missed some really good stuff. I'm sure there are. The chat's on fire. You guys are the freaking best. Man, I love you guys. You are incredible. Uh, eight, great. So do you think the Niners are offering what's fair and Bosa wants more? Or should Bosa take a little bit less to make the Super Bowl run? Yes. The answer is yes, both. Both those things. That's what compromise is. You know, I said this to the show the other day. How do marriages work? Marriages don't work because everybody loves each other and it's a great marriage. No, no, no. Marriages work because both people want to be married. That's it. That's simple. If those two things are happening, then guess what? They're going to be together. Now, sometimes stuff happens, whatever. I get that. But in this situation, if the 49ers and Nick Bosa both believed week one in this team is paramount, The deal would be done. Now, who is shorting whom? I think I got the indirect object right there. That's a question we don't know. But I'm telling you based on track record, do I think the Niners are offering, you know, a ridiculous contract that's, you know, has no face value? I do not. I do not. Why? Because Fred Warner, because Debo, because Kyle Juszczyk, because CMC, because Trent Williams, because Javon Hargrave. You see what I'm saying? Like, I keep going. Why would they start to do that now? Now, do you have to fight for it? Yeah. And they're fighting. But now it's affecting the team. Now it's affecting the team. All the people that were pissed off about Debo, guess what? Showed up on time. Showed up on time to camp. He was there at camp. Missed no time. Missed no time. Right here, Mr. Sanders. No reason to apologize, John. Bosa needs to respect the fans. Show up. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, here we go. I like Frank. He says, as Al Bundy said, on the positive side, life is half over. (laughs) You guys are great. Uh, The gods. John, if we beat Pittsburgh by double digits without Bosa, he's gone. Still don't – I don't think so. The only time to trade players is before the draft. If the Niners are serious about – you know the Super Bowl window. It's going to involve Nick Bosa at some point, even if he does hold out and miss several games, which we outlined the consequences of that. No, Niners want to win. You got to have Nick Bosa. You can win Week One. I think the Niners could maybe go four and zero without him. Do I think they will? I don't. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Even without Nick Bosa, they're a better team than Pittsburgh on the road. Makes it harder. Their great coaching staff makes it harder. But no. The Niners are better than Pittsburgh without Nick Bosa. I believe that. I really, really do. This roster is really damn good. Our coaching staff really damn good. But yeah, but Bo- I don't think Bosa. What, what are you going to do? You got to trade him for <laughs> Brian Burns. You got to pay him, and Panthers are going to pay Bosa. Like, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know what you get. I, I don't know. It's not happening. It's not happening. Right here, uh, once upon the rest, every time Bosa hears that he's the sixth highest page edge in the NFL, his ego goes and tells him it's an injustice and demands that he keeps holding out. Yeah, people listening to the agents, and I get that. But, nah. We'll, we'll see here. Um. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, I want him out there, man. I want him out there. Frank... If TJ Watt lights up Purdy, we could be in for an electric performance from Sam Darnold until Watt overloads the circuit again. How's the O-line? O-line's good. We have four out of five starters back. The one in question is Colton McKivitz at right tackle, whose better pass protection has been his entire career than Mike McGlinchey. The problem with Colton McKivitz is his run blocking is not near as good. Pass pro, better. Now, not having Kittle there, that's going to be something to watch. That's going to be something that we really need to pay attention to. And so, um, yeah, right here, Caesar um, Heard a report. Bosa and his agent looking for $4 million, $110 million guaranteed. That would be in line with what his brother got, I think $102 million. Um, I said 105 was my prediction several weeks ago, but we'll see. And so the guaranteed money might be an issue. Reports. I, my question is, where are these reports coming from if both sides said we're not talking about it? but that's just the way this industry goes. So I don't know if you want to put credibility to that or not. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Depster says one game isn't the entire year though, but yeah, maybe a tiny bit of leverage. I don't think that's in the best interest of the 49ers. And, and that's a problem. Niners nation says, John, do you think Bosa not playing week one makes his contract even higher? Considering our DNs are remotely close to his level. No. I do not. And again, for those of you that don't know me, I am—I uh, think that I'm a nice person. I do. However, you're—you're you're asking me this question. I like everybody, and I give everybody the benefit of the doubt twice. That's just who I am. Screw me once, you know, shame on you. Screw me twice, shame on me. I take that every time. You know, you know, fool me once—I think is the way it goes. But whatever. I love, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt and I'll let somebody take advantage of me once. I, I will, um, not twice. And so in my opinion, if I was in charge of this and I'm glad I'm not because cooler heads will prevail. Hopefully that dude don't show up week one. I would put out there. If Nick Bosa doesn't sign the still week one, we are not renegotiating. We are not renegotiating. He'll play out this year then we'll franchise tack him next year. That's what I, and then you'd have a John Taylor situation, but I'm not a kind person. And so that's why that shouldn't happen. That's why I shouldn't be in charge of um, other contracts. Debbie said, Oh, sorry, Depster. John, I was responding to somebody else's comment. My bad. Here I am, butting into other people's conversations. What a jerk. Uh, Depster, you're the absolute best. I really do appreciate you. Sorry about that. But that's going to bring our show to an end tomorrow, 10 a.m., John and Wayne show. Wednesday, 8 a.m., we got Steph john and wayne that's gonna be a lot of fun i really do appreciate you guys and thank you apologize if i hurt people's feelings hang in there um football in six days man six days until that point love y'all stay strong faithful
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich